Welcome to the MGU, the Michael Genomatic Universe podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Michael. And I am your other host, Gina. So Gina, tell me if I have this correct, that you are probably as excited to watch this movie, Black Panther, as unexcited as you were to watch Thor Ragnarok. Look, I was not unexcited to watch Thor Ragnarok. You didn't seem thrilled. I just... I had this idea about how it was going to be, which was clearly wrong. And right, right. Let's just move on from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Can that, we please? Well, absolutely. But I, I do want to point out one thing about it before we do move on. No, is that you did have a friend that did come in and agree with you and say that it was not their favorite movie or their favorite Marvel movie. Well, it's true. And actually, on our on our family Zoom call yesterday, Nick said something about it, too. Yeah. What did he say? He oh, he said that it seemed out of place, like a big departure. Yeah, yeah it seemed it out of place was. from the rest of the yeah. So um, my friend Al, who actually um, he he's he has a question for us later in the segment, but which is great. He Thank sent you, me a text message after listening and said, "I agree with you about Ragnarok. Taken by itself, it's a good fun movie, but Hulk's character change was super jarring. Mm-hmm. And while I loved how funny Thor was, that was also a huge change in character. Instead of being a stuffy, cocky fish out of water god, he was all of a sudden a goofy awkward jokey god so yeah i guess i'm not the only one no definitely not and that's one thing with that movie it is a huge departure from the tone of all the other movies maybe with the exception of guardians right uh, but guardians was not an established character yet at that point so they could kind of create their own world where thor were used to what he's done already and, and hulk we know what hulk is he's, he's hulk smash right? right that's what we know and all of a sudden he can talk there is a big departure Exactly. So, yeah. So I don't disagree with you on that. It's just I think I enjoyed it more. And I think really? Because it feels like you're belaboring it. It's not trying to belabor it. Are you belaboring it, it Michael? Not at all. Are you not just trying all. to rub it in? No, not at all. I actually think that your point is completely valid. Oh, thank you. Which is, well, it's what I was trying to point out to you last time. It's if we agreed on everything, this wouldn't be the most exciting podcast in the world. And instead, it is the most exciting podcast Thank in the world. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eat it, Joe Rogan. Woohoo! <laughs> so, yeah, seriously. Right, he does right. nothing. <laughs> so we're going to watch Black Panther this we time. We are. And yes, to answer the original question, right. yes, I am super excited. Good. Because when this came out, I think, I mean, I remember it coming, well, it wasn't that long ago. 2018. Um, when it came out, I was in the middle of a lot of transition in my mm-hmm. life and just so preoccupied with my own stuff but I remember thinking oh yeah I that wow I really want to see that that looks so cool and I just didn't make it happen yeah and this movie is probably as far as especially within this universe but even beyond the universe this movie was a phenomenon people were going to see this over and over again and it brought in a lot of new Marvel fans that have maybe never been to another Marvel movie because Black Panther while he was introduced to us in Civil War this is more of a standalone movie. I know I'm not I'm not trying not to spoil anything for you. It doesn't really matter. But this is more standalone, so I think people... Well, you can, can see that from the movie poster. You really can, yeah. yeah. You can come into this movie, never seeing another Marvel movie, and enjoy it. And I think that was a big draw for right. a lot of people that maybe wouldn't have come to these other Marvel yeah. movies. And you mentioned this in a previous podcast, but will you talk again about your experience going yeah. to the theater? Because that was yeah, a really neat story. Absolutely. So when I went, I can't re- see, I don't remember who I saw it with. I think it might have been Aaron, my buddy Aaron. We went to a lot of Marvel movies together, so okay. it was probably Aaron. Uh, the thing about that was when I went into this movie, it was a diverse crowd. 
It was it was wonderful. It was in Roseville. So much more diverse than so you would much, normally see. Oh my god, so in much a more Minnesota diverse. theater. Yeah, and the thing that was beautiful about it, we're watching this, and you can just feel everybody so enthralled with this movie. There's cheering and clapping and excitement, uh, and it was just unlike anything outside experiences in any other Marvel movie, and maybe in another movie. It was so wonderful. And you could just feel the joy where a lot of young black children and, and maybe people that have, you know, they've grown up with, I mean, they're older, older black people, elder people of color. Yeah, who finally have a superhero yes. who looks like them. Yes, a representation on screen. Mm-hmm. And not only that, a positive representation on screen. Right. And that's what's so great about this is the world of Wakanda is this wonderful, beautiful world. It's amazing. I'm excited to see that. You get to see this. And I get to see this a second time. I have not watched this since that because I can't imagine the experience would match it. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, that sounds like a pretty magical experience, actually. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. And one thing that I'm reminded about is how many people in the theater left before the mid-credits and end-credits scenes because they had no idea there was such a thing because it's the only Marvel movie they've ever seen. Right. And no one said, hey, stick around. You should stick around. They were done. They were done. As far as they were concerned, that movie began and ended with Black Panther. There's not a whole other universe. And you know what? Who cares? All of you nerds stayed in the theater. All of you nerds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because none of them saw the experience. Probably, I mean, a lot of them, a lot of people that were at that movie never went to see Civil War where you first see Black Panther. Right, so, right. Um, so it was a wonderful experience. And one thing I'll say about Black Panther is he did show up in Civil War. We did get a hint of Wakanda a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, just a tiny bit. And you get a hint of his character in that movie, and it's a great character. And again, Chadwick Boseman just embody that character. And oh, it's I so know. sad we don't get to see him anymore. I know, I'm looking at him on the poster, and he's it just it's heartbreaking. He's an amazing actor. So. Such a good actor. And he died so, so lucky. Young. So lucky to we get that we got to experience him in this role. And yeah. luckily we get to experience him forever. But sadly, uh, it's mm. tragic. Yeah, it really but, is. So we are gonna talk about that. But I think what we should do now, why don't we get Also he's very handsome. He's an extremely he handsome. He is man. really handsome. There are he's so, staring right at me right now from the movie poster, and he is. Mm. There are so many beautiful people in this movie. It's I ridiculous. I can see that. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's the most beautiful movie. Anyway, I'm excited to see this okay. again. I hope I have that experience. But for right now, before we get into it, why don't we do the mailbag? Let's do the mailbag. All right. Michael. Yes. Al would like to know, what is your favorite Star Wars movie? And I will say before you answer that Al has his own podcast. Uh, Star Wars is his, that's his jam. And his podcast is, um, he has a website, uh, childrenoftheforce.com. Oh, that's lovely. And I have not yet listened to it. We definitely will. Yeah, we're definitely going to listen to it. I think he did it with his children. And I don't know if it's still going or if it's just a previously recorded. But anyway, he's a huge Star Wars fan. He's also a Marvel fan. But that's his question. What is your favorite Star Wars movie? It's going to be the most boring answer because I think it's a lot of people's favorite. And it's going to be Empire Strikes Back. Okay. I just love that movie. I think it took a nice dark turn set up the 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 finale or at the time what we thought was the finale <laughs> set it up beautifully return of the jedi mm-hmm. uh, it's just it's it's where evil wins right. and it's great it's the story's at its best and i think part of it is that if i remember right george lucas didn't actually write or direct the, that movie he might have written it but he did not direct it george lucas 
for what a wonderful story guy he is, is not a good director. He's just not. He's very bad at staging anything. And in that movie, I think it, I think the fact that he stepped aside or whatever the reason was and let um, a new director take place, I forgot who it was. It just made the movie that much better. Okay. So yeah, I would say Empire Strikes Back. I feel like you and Al probably should have a, a beer together and a conversation at some point because the nerd level seems similar. Oh, you're probably right. Oh, I will say this. The other movie that's fantastic, wonderful Star Wars movie that's a standalone movie is Rogue One. It is so good. It's one of the new ones. It's its own story. It's not part of the trilogy, it, but it's definitely part of the universe. So, 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 so good. And I highly recommend it. So I'm glad you brought that up because, and are you saying you don't want to have a beer with Al? I would love to have a beer with really, Al. You really glossed right over that. I was already on to my next thought like an a-hole. <laughs> yes, I would love to have a beer with Al. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's an important point about the movies because initially Star Wars was three movies. That's all right. we ever thought of. And then it was six. And then now it's, I don't even know how many. And so for yeah. me, it'll come to know it'll come as no surprise to our listeners that I have not seen all of the movies. Correct. In right. fact, I've only seen the six. Okay. So when I pick a favorite, I'm picking simply from the six. Sure. And it's tough for me because the first Star Wars was, was one of the very first movies mm-hmm. I ever saw in the theater. And it just will always hold such a huge place in my heart because of that. Yes. So I kind of gravitate just towards that one because of that. But I probably have to agree with you on the Empire Strikes Back, just because yeah. it was such a it was such a great movie. So, but definitely the beginning is where my heart lies. And let's yeah. face it, those those four, five, and six. I mean, the acting was painful. Wait, four, five, and six. The real four, five, watch. and six, or the original three. Yeah. See. Yeah. So you mean talking about? See how it goes. Yeah, I'm talking about Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. 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 It's bad. The acting is bad. Other than Ewan McGregor, the acting is pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it gets a little bit better, but boy, that first one was jarring. Yeah. Oh, you mean the big buildup for a stupid goddamn pod race? No, it's. uh, And my, you know, my kids were pretty young when we watched. I remember watching that with them, and even they were like, ooh. Um, So, but there's obviously enough else to entertain. But I would like to see all of the movies, and I think it would be really fun. Another fun project uh, to go through and watch them and listen along with Al's podcast. We shall all do that. I think it's a good idea. Let's do that for sure. We will. Okay. Next question comes from Michael P. Yes. And Michael asks, who is the second best director from New Zealand? (laughs) Speaking of nerds. Yes. I can't even answer this because. To look it up. I mean, I I couldn't name them off the top of my head. I could have looked it up, and I still wouldn't have been oh, able to answer. That's probably true. Okay. So, so Michael. Well, so Thor Ragnarok was directed by Taika Waititi, who's from New Zealand. So that's where this is probably coming from. Um, he is a great director. He did, obviously, Thor. And then he also did What We Do in the Shadows, which is a wonderful comedy, fake documentary. It's mm-hmm. so good. Uh, I looked it up. Uh, a couple that came to mind. First one was Peter Jackson, who did all the Lord of the Rings movies. Right. I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but I can't deny the man is a good director. You, to take that trilogy of books which is they're really dense and be able to put them on the screen. Pretty amazing. I'm not a big fan. So that's the only reason I wouldn't put him as the best. Or mm-hmm. he, maybe he's the best, but he's not my favorite. Right. I would say my favorite is Martin Campbell. For simple reason. I had to look him up and I'm, that's why I know the reason now. He directed the best Pierce Brosnan James Bond movie, which is Goldeneye. And then he also directed the best Daniel Craig James Bond movie, which is 
Casino Royale. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. That's okay. Uh, but he, he's a great director for as far as an action director. Very good. But at the same time, he does have Green Lantern on his resume. And holy shit, that's a stinker. But okay. I won't hold that against him too much because those two other ones, Casino Royale is one of my all-time favorite movies. So, okay. Yeah. So, so I'll, that... I'll put him a second. But Peter Jackson's fabulous. Okay. Yeah. There you go, Michael P. There's yes. your answer. I got nothing. <laughs> nothing. All right. We have one more question. All right. You ready? Yes. This was kind of a, a challenge. Yes. This question comes from Hannah, my daughter, who also happens to be a uh, classical violinist. Amazing. Classical violinist. She's... Amazing. She's quite... Yes. Quite something. Yes, she is. And she is currently... in a in a second master's degree program uh getting her artist diploma and so she is her depth in classical music is 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 much yes i feel like i've accomplished nothing in life (laughs) it's great well anyway um (laughs) so i just i think it's important that people know that so they understand this super nerdy question she asked different kind of nerdy she wanted to know if the following composers were superheroes, which ones would they be and why? So we're trying to match up a composer to a superhero. Right. And knowing that we might struggle with this a little bit, she offered us up some music samples. Yes. And they were very helpful, and that's what we used. So we have Tchaikovsky, Mozart, Bach, and Beethoven, and we are going to link... We'll link the clips. We'll link the clips uh, that she sent so that you can listen along and see what you think. Yeah, we'd love to hear what you think about this as well. It'd be, it's going to be a lot of fun. And so, yeah, we rather than doing them separate, we listened to them together yes. and kind of discussed it. Um, and I, I just have to say that one, one of the things I think was really challenging about this is, and you've mentioned this before and I agree, it's easy to link classical music with the villains, yes. not the superheroes. Yeah. And so as soon as we started listening to the clip, they started popping into my mind. Yeah. I could see them in their Very little so. in their little evil lair, you know, mm-hmm. working out whatever evil plot they were going to do. So usually, the evil masterminds are also playing the classical music because somewhere along the line they had oh, piano yeah. teachers, or maybe they just learned on their own because they're geniuses. They always have a piano. Always. Okay, our first sample is Tchaikovsky, and it is Symphony Number no. Five in E Minor. And I think it's worth saying here that obviously these composers did tons of music. And so Hannah picked these. I I don't, Hannah, I don't know why you picked what you did, but maybe you, you had a specific superhero in mind. So we listened to a little of this and we agreed agreed on this one, right? We agreed that Black Black Widow, Black Widow. Yeah. It's it's a tragic sounding song in a way. Um, also, Tchaikovsky being Russian and yeah, it had just it had sort of a melancholy to it that reminded us of her story. Yeah, very uh, tragic story that we learned about in Age of Ultron, where yeah. she was basically uh, what do we call it? Sterilized. Sterilized. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. It's so sad. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So that's what we thought of. With she's a badass, Tchaikovsky. but it's very, very tragic. Yes. So that was our Tchaikovsky, and then next we have Mozart, and this was the Marriage of Figaro. Right. She sent to us, and that one. We also agreed on this one. We do agree on this yeah. one. We do, and we although we we have superhero slash villain. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. But it just it came out with sort of a, a an outrageous silliness that reminded us of. 
Thor mm-hmm. and slash Loki. Loki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it felt as Guardian. It very did. classical, bombastic, just very much like their characters. It definitely did. And yeah. so maybe that's why she picked it. Next, we have Bach. Mm-hmm. And this is a violin sonata number three in C major. And this one had sort of a, we thought it felt sort of... Um, solitary, right? Solitary. Trying to find themselves. And yeah, just a, also a little little bit of melancholy yeah. perhaps to it. And I was surprised when you said Vision because I was thinking Vision too and maybe a little Scarlet Witch because yeah. they both have that sort of trying to figure it out on their own. They're very much... Uh, they're 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 on a team, but they're still kind of on their own in mm-hmm. a way. They're fi- they're trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So that was the Bach, and then Beethoven. We have Symphony Number no. Three in E flat major, and then it goes on with the Opus and blah blah blah. But I... yeah, <laughs> sorry, Hannah. Yeah, um, so much. And that one seemed to be clearly Captain America. Yes, very heroic sounding. Yes, it's, yeah. It just it felt like. It felt like a song they would play if he was entering into a wrestling ring. Right. Well, or Captain America's <laughs> coming back and they're celebrating sure. what he's done. Right, right. Uh, his victory. So, yeah, I, I definitely agreed. So that was a fun. That was really fun. That was a fun little thing. So yeah. thank you, Hannah, for that question. And that is the mailbag. Usually this is the point of the show where you write a story based on a movie poster. Mm-hmm. We've decided to change things up a bit. And why have we done that? Because you are so kind, you wanted to take the stress off of me because it was just not fun anymore. And you yeah. said the point of this is to have fun. Yeah. And it, I think I was out of ideas. And that, you know what? And the, you kept generating some pretty good ones. And which you Thanks. really did. No, they were, they were good. <laughs> I mean, this, that is such a hard thing to do. It's so hard. And the fact that you were able to do this for 17 episodes is really impressive. But like you said, this is supposed to be fun for us. So let's keep making it fun and let's remove the things that are no longer fun. Thank you, Michael. Absolutely. Life is hard enough. It's hard enough, right? So what we're doing now is we're going to still look at the movie poster, but I just want you to kind of give your impressions of it. What Maybe what gets you excited about this movie? Is there anything on there? Sure. Um, I didn't look at it ahead. You just sent it to me and I'm just looking at it now. So um, one of the things that's exciting for me about this is I don't see any characters that we've had before except Mm -hmm. Black Panther who we obviously briefly met so it's obviously going to be its own thing and that's exciting I'm also very curious to see who these interesting little beetle looking creatures on the bottom of the movie poster are Mm -hmm. the poster looks a lot more uh, sort of high-tech urban than I was expecting okay I don't know. I guess hearing Black Panther for some reason that sounded like it would be set more in a in nature. Oh, I, I was gotcha. just sure. putting the panther in nature, yeah, but that's yeah. silly. That's me just being dumb. Well, it's going to be fun um, to see how because uh, this will be your first time really seeing Wakanda. Yes, because we we got a little hint of it at the end of Civil War. We're going to be immersed in it now. Yeah, and yeah, these just look like a lot of. I mean, I recognize a couple of these actors, but yeah, this is going to be. Yeah. It's exciting, right? I'm very excited. I'm excited to watch this with you. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to come up with a story about this. Right. Because I'm sure the story is really great. Yeah. Just as it is. Yeah. I hope you like it. And yeah, I'm excited to see this again with you and just to see it again because it's been a long time. It's been, um, what, two years? You haven't seen it 14 times like the other ones. No. Well, there's several I've only seen once because I didn't like them that much. 
Mm. But there's also, but most of them I have seen more than once. Sure. But here we go. We're going to see Black Panther. Are you ready to do this? I am so ready. We're going to watch Black Panther starring Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita, Lupita Nyong'o, Denye Guerrera, Letitia Wright, Daniel Kaluuya, Martin Freeman, and Winston Duke. Are nice you ready job to with those names. I, maybe. <laughs> I think I'm close anyway. You did your best. I did my best. All uh, right. Let's go watch this. Let's do it. All right. All right, we just finished Black Panther. We did. You got a big smile on your face. I do. Yeah, um, I'm assuming that's a good thing. Yes. Okay. Well, this... You have a smile on your face, too. Yeah, that was... What a movie. I mean, it was great. It was. I mean, let's just get that out of the way. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of fun. Yes. Very... A very deep movie. Yes, there's so much. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. I of wanted to have a big discussion because we watched it with we had a, we had a guest again watching it with us who is the only guest we've ever had for a couple right. of the movies, and he's here again tonight. Yeah, Jake. He declined to to be a part of the podcast. Right. That's okay. Um, I get it. But yeah, I want. So I thought we would launch into a big discussion, but I wanted to save it for the podcast. Yes, there's a lot to discuss. I mean, that's, indeed. You know, we'll we'll try to keep this under two hours, but we'll uh, no, we'll we'll <laughs> do it. But to get things started, yes. why don't we do the 24 word synopsis? Let's do it. All right. Uh, do you want to go first? I feel like I always go first. Well, then let's keep that tradition alive. Okay. You ready? I'm so ready. T'Challa is king. Wakanda is amazing. Vibranium is in wrong hands. T'Chaka lied. There's an angry cousin. Killmonger wants throne. Wakanda has new beginning. That's very good. And Thank it's you. kind of along the lines of what I'm about is to it? say. All I right, think let's hear some, I think it's pretty similar. Yours. Okay, here we go. King T'Chaka's lies created Killmonger. T'Challa is king, discovers father's lies. Killmonger defeats T'Challa. T'Challa thought dead. He lives. Killmonger sees sunset. Wakanda forever. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Wakanda forever was a a good way to end it. That was right. I mean, I thought it was the obvious. Killmonger sees sunset. That's kind of what happened, right? That's, you that, know. that is exactly what uh, happened. All right. Well, so we basically summed up the whole movie. Nothing else needs to be said. No, that's it. Hope you all enjoyed it. <laughs> Before we get to the discussion, why don't we do some fun facts? Let's do it. All right. So, Gina, before I get into the fun facts, I did forget to mention that uh, at some point in this broadcast, you're going to hear Charlie's bark. Yes. I have to say that every time just to remind people because mm-hmm. we still have several pint glasses left over. We do. We still bags. have one coffee mug, a couple of tote bags, and several pint glasses. Yeah, so, so all we're you ready to, do, to give them away. Yeah, so just listen for the Charlie Bark. It may have already happened. I don't know. Or it's going to happen soon. Uh, if you hear it, send us an email at mgupodcast23 at gmail.com and let us know the timestamp and we will get something to you. We will. We hand delivered That's true. this past weekend. That's true. So... It will happen. But let's do some fun facts now. Black Panther was released on February 16th, 2018 and was directed by Ryan Coogler, who also co-wrote the screenplay with Joe Robert Cole. Previous to Black Panther, Coogler had directed the highly acclaimed movies Fruitvale Station and Creed. Creed was the Rocky. Mm -hmm. Kind of a sequel, but a whole kind of a new beginning. And by the way, it's one of my favorite movies in the last five years. It's so good. Oh. It really is. Didn't see it. Oh, it's wonderful. Anyway. 
Opening weekend, the movie made $242.1 million. Wow. Domestically, it made $700.4 million and worldwide $1.35 billion, which is number five in the MCU. Still number five, which is wow. hilarious. And number 13 all time. It had a reported budget of $200 million. So again, an amazing thing. Ryan Coogler has made smaller movies, and he comes in and makes his big budget yes. blockbuster. Yes. But we'll talk more because it's not just a blockbuster. It's something way more. Right. So reviews. It received a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. Audiences gave the film. Well, an A. They... A plus. A plus. <laughs> it was an A plus, which I don't. Is that the first one? Yes. Okay. I yeah. don't recall that I don't either. happening before. And by the way, who are those 3% that gave it a bad review? Weird. Right. Weird. The re- yeah. Right? Who are they? I don't know. I don't know. The reviews were mostly glowing, praising the production design, costumes, and performances, as well as the story, identity politics, representation, etc., etc., etc. One critic praised that this movie is part of the MCU, but you don't need to know anything about the MCU in order to enjoy the movie. Black Panther was created by Marvel writer Stan Lee and writer-artist Jack Kirby, just like all these characters seem to be. He first appeared in Fantastic Four number 52 in July 1966 and is the first superhero of African descent in mainstream American comics. There were black heroes created before him, but none with actual superpowers. Black Panther is not named after the Black Panther Party. Stan Lee called it a strange coincidence that the comic was named after any of the political groups associated with the name Black Panther. Uh-huh. So I found that interesting. I don't. I wonder what the real story is on yeah, that. But, yeah. but then I looked and the Black Panther Party actually did start after the comic. So I don't know. Huh. Yeah, interestingly enough. Maybe they stole it. Maybe they did. Black Panther received seven nominations at the 91st Annual Academy Awards, winning three for Best Costume Design, Best Original Score, and Best Production Design. The winner of the best picture, Green Book. Hmm. Do you remember Green Book? Mm-mm. Of course not. Nobody remembers Green Book except the fact that it was a terrible movie from what I've heard. You didn't see it? No. From what I heard, it didn't handle race very well, which is interesting in a movie that this was out and as well as The Black Klansman. So these both oh, those both came out the same movie. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So a little unfortunate. Hmm. Also, Ryan Coogler not being nominated for Best Director while Adam McKay was nominated for Vice is pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Everybody remembers Black Panther. Nobody remembers Vice. Mm-hmm. You know, I do remember that Christian Bale dressed up as Dick Cheney. I do remember that part, but other than that, I don't care. Anywho, Wesley Snipes intended to bring Black Panther to the screen back in 1992. According to Snipes, Africa had been portrayed in Hollywood movies very poorly, and he saw this as an opportunity to highlight the majesty of the continent due to Black Panther being a noble character, the antithesis of African stereotypes. Production was moving along nicely, Stanley actually joined the project, and Snipes had spoken to directors Mario Van Peebles and John Singleton about directing. Eventually, production stopped for a few reasons. Stanley was not happy about the scripts, and Snipes said there was confusion by some who were not familiar with the character and associating it with the Black Panther Party. So production stopped at that point. On the plus side, Wesley Snipes did Blade. <laughs> so always not lost. Interesting, though, that they were that close and they just couldn't get it together. Yeah, it happens. There's actually quite a few of these projects that you see that just don't yeah. quite happen. Because, and that was a long time ago. Yeah, comic book movies weren't quite the phenomenon at that point no. that they are now. So, Early contenders to direct Black Panther included Coogler, Ava DuVernay, and F. Gary Gray. DuVernay eventually passed on directing the film because she did not agree with Marvel on the story and did not want her vision compromised. 
Gray chose to direct The Fate of the Furious instead, which is one of the Fast and the Furious movies. Mm. So, which, I mean, not a terrible decision. Those movies make a ton of money. Coogler and agreed, it's all about money. Well, you know, but I mean, it's a success. It's a successful franchise, you know. Okay. So, well, it is. Okay. Okay. Coogler agreed to direct the film, but only if he could bring in his collaborators from his previous films rather than the in-house Marvel team. Coogler called this movie his most personal film as he grew up reading the comics. Mm. I wonder if that's why it had such a different feeling, because he brought in his own team. I think it did, yeah. Chadwick Boseman was the first and only person considered for the role of T'Challa. The producers brought him in for an early meeting, and Boseman signed on 24 hours later. Yeah, well, there was no other choice. No, no. The 1,000 costumes designed by Ruth B. Carter were inspired by Afrofuturism, Afropunk fashion, and traditional African tribal garments. Production designer Hannah Beechler, along with Kugler, crafted 10,000 years of history for Wakanda, including the street names because they wanted Wakanda's history represented on the set. Oh, cool. Super elaborate. That is, I mean, wow. you can see it even with like the language and the different oh, the colors. Everything yes. was different. It was really just, every detail mm-hmm. was amazing. It was. The post-credits press conference scene was directly influenced by the first Iron Man movie and Tony Stark's press conference. Coogler saw Iron Man on opening day while attending film school in L.A. (laughs) And those are the fun facts. All right, Gina, here we go. Let's talk about this. Let's Let's try to break this down the best way we can. There's a lot here. I don't even know really where to start. I guess our MVP. Should we start with the MVP? Let's start with our MVP. I don't know how you choose one in this movie because so many, I mean, really all the characters are amazing. Yeah, it was kind of easy for me though. Was it? Okay, great. I want to hear yours because I'm still thinking about it. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, mine is Shuri. Shuri. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're right. There are tons of great characters, Mm -hmm. but I just, as I started to, I don't know, something happened partway through the movie and I think it was when I asked you, well, we were well into the movie and I, I was trying to remember her name. Oh, sure. Because yeah. I, I thought, yeah, she's she just was such a solid... Well, she was brilliant. She's brilliant, yeah. She was so brilliant, and but she, she had that little bit of teenage kind of spunk to yeah. her and loyal to her family, but so smart and just the mastermind of all that technology right. and just a, a loving, caring spirit. I just... And yet a badass also. She doesn't take any crap from the king either, who's her brother. Exactly. Which is very interesting. And that scene when she came out with those gloves that, you know, she had obviously invented. Yep, yep. Oh, man. Yeah, Yeah. she's my MVP. That's a great choice. I think that's great. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this is a tough one for me because I want to say just simply T'Challa because of how wonderful Chadwick Boseman is. That's pretty obvious. So we'll just... I always have this thing that we can't pick the main character. Oh, sure. And the thing is, I mean, we know how great he is. So, I mean, he's, he's MVP of this just because of who he is. But I'd say, honestly, uh, Killmonger. Okay. I think mm-hmm. Killmonger is such a, a deep villain. In, oh, uh, yeah. Just because he... So complex. Yeah, he has he has legitimate points. Like, what's Wakanda doing? Why are you isolating yourself? You could save so oh, yeah. many people if you just came out of hiding yes and the, but obviously his methods are a little crazy even then well, when he, he was so angry he's he so angry he and was then when overtaken he t- by his rage but yes he yeah. had he he had such good points yeah he and then when he takes points. over the interesting thing is he becomes very shall we say trumpian oh yes just really just stops like doesn't care about the traditions doesn't care about anything he's in it for himself burn it down let's burn it down uh, which I thought was interesting, especially because this came out in 2018, mm-hmm. in the middle of, honestly, 
let's face it, a really horrific four years. Well, right. And after enduring four years of it and sort of being on the brink of it being done, that was a little, it was a little triggering. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, absolutely. So Killmonger is just a, such a complex villain. And Michael B. Jordan is such a good actor. Yeah. I like that he collaborates with Ryan Coogler all the time. He was in Fruitvale Station okay. as well as Creed. He's just great. There's something he about really him. Is. And by the way, he's also the current People Magazine's Sexiest Man of the Year. Uh, duh. I just found that out. I don't know okay. why that matters. I didn't know that either. I agree, though. I, the man is very sexy. Same. <laughs> same. <laughs> so, so he'd be my MVP. Although it's a tough pick because it is so many great characters. Really? It's true. Yeah. Okay. So MVPs. Great. Let's talk about this. Things we liked. Uh, let's get into some of the details and we'll see where it kind of veers off to because it's hard to lot. focus. Maybe we should start with sort of the big overarching things that we liked. Yeah. Well, I mean, the simple thing. Although I just dart around. That's well, always what I, I do. I do. Well, the simple thing for me is just the the spirit of the movie. Yes. It's so overwhelming to see. It's, I don't know if overwhelming is the word. It's, it's just so wonderful to see, first of all, the representation on screen. Because one of the things we've talked about so many times is the lack of diversity in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. And there it is right oh. there. Everywhere, people of color, Celeb- women. Yeah, I, it was like, oh, yeah. it just, it was just such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And not just there to be there; it was a celebration of culture. Yes, in every such way, and the traditions they do, just everything, the language, the the dancing, the the the, the music. I mean, the music, the music. I mean, just the the soundtrack of this movie. It's and just- the way they wove it all together with modern technology right and all of and sort of some of the weaponry and things we've already seen in a lot of the other superhero movies it was just right. not magical yeah it's it is a complete celebration of culture yes it's wonderful yeah in that way and the yeah just to elaborate a little more with i mean the costumes mm-hmm. and just the beauty of the of wakanda and the, the scenes that we had of um, both kind of the overhead scenes of looking down into the city. And then when we were within the city, just sort of the market and the street yeah. scenes, it was so vibrant and yeah. it was just, it was filled with color and life mm-hmm. and energy. Oh, I just loved it. Yeah. I can't agree more. It's, it's wonderful. And then, I mean, if we can talk those overarching thing again, the characters, every <sighs> character is strong. How many times have we, again, not just, in regards to people of color, but strong women characters. They're all strong in this movie. Yes. Every single one of them is strong. Yes. Every one of them. And, and not only that, it's strong black women. Mm-hmm. Right? And the first thing I thought of, I was thinking this in the in the political sense, where I thought of the Democratic Party, and I thought to myself, how many times have we heard the phrase, black women have saved us again because I was thinking that same thing all during the movie. Yeah. Like, of course. Yeah. Of course this movie shares the, the power between the women and the men. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a beautiful thing. The strong women and the fact that I don't, they all treat each other as equals. There's mm-hmm. not this this thing. There's not that dynamic where you know it, it's not. I don't know. It's just, it's not a it's not a male centric movie. Yeah, it was. I mean, obviously, there's Black Panther. Right. But he's a character in this world. He's a, obviously super powerful, but everybody he's surrounded with is powerful as well. Right. 
So. Such a departure. And we've come a long way from Iron Man, which yeah. literally had two other women in it. Right. In yeah. the cast. Right. Yeah. A really long way. A very long yeah. way. Um, oh, let's talk about the complexity of this movie. Oh, right. I yeah. Mean, it's just it's it wasn't a simple arc in this one where it's no. I mean, because there there's there is the Marvel Redemption arc. That's a always for sure. But within that, think about all the stuff that was there. Just the what had to do with race, what had to do with co- colonialism, um, you know, anything like that. It, it's all there. Right. History. The, I mean, it, I mean, think of Killmonger when he talks about when he's on his he's about to die, and he talks about I'd rather die like my ancestors did in the ocean than than what be in prison basically for his rest yeah, of his life. That was so powerful. Yeah. And also, um, not only all of the things from history that it brings in, but sort of the food for thought of how do we go forward from here? Because yeah. it really tackled that as well. It and did. I kept I, I kept pausing and thinking. I almost wanted to pause the movie so I could just absorb. The, you know, we almost could have stopped and had a couple discussions during the movie mm-hmm. because there's such hard questions. Yeah. You know, how, how do you, what is the answer? Yeah. Do you really, should they connect with the rest of the world? Is right. that the smart thing to do? Should they do that? And, and, or is it, when you think about it in an interesting way, Wakanda is the idea of, there, there's a nationalism in Wakanda. It's like, we don't want anybody in. They talk about refugees. They bring their problems with them. Right. right. So Which, there's that thought. And there's the thought is, oh, yeah, that sucks. But at the same time, like, well, you know, do you really? Yeah, maybe you don't want to bring it into Wakanda. Well, and we're Americans, and that's what our country was founded on right. people coming here to have a. It, it's just, it's so complicated. Right. And I think yeah. it, it spoke really well to how complicated this world is. And there mm-hmm. aren't, it, it helped us face the questions and didn't try to just give us answers. Right. I felt like it, it just. It was very real that way. Yeah, and at the end, in the in the press conference, we see uh, T'Challa talking to everybody, saying, "Hey, we're we're going to we're going to open up our borders. Essentially, that's what we're going to do." And as he was saying that, I was thinking, "But people don't really understand what Wakanda is." And then, right. sure enough, the guy asked the question, "How how are you going to help? How are a bunch of farmers going to help us, or something like that?" They don't understand what Wakanda is, exactly. and now now is Wakanda going to be seen as a threat? Because they have all these weapons. They have vibranium. What are they going to do with it? Well, because... how much are they going to show them that they do have, though? Right. It just brought up a lot of questions. Yeah, there's a lot. I, I like that. Yeah, how is it going to go forward? Which, you know, hopefully, there is going to be a Black Panther, too. There are talks, and we know that, obviously, with Chadwick Boseman out there, what's going to happen. And we don't really know. Right. In the comic books, from what I understand, Shuri takes the role of Black Panther. I don't know if it's because T'Challa dies or what happens there, but that's the rumor that might that might be the next step in this, which I'm totally cool with. Well, that'll work too, since we've so tragically lost Chadwick Boseman. Right, right. So that'll be an interesting step. So, um, so those are some of the overarching things I <sighs> really liked. I, just the look of the movie. It's Ugh, it's, it's so well directed. The the fight scenes were really well done. Yes. Uh, Ryan Coogler is just he's a great director, and I think was interesting from watching Creed. He he knows how to direct a fight scene. Like if there's there's a scene in Creed that I just love where it's it's a fight that takes place over two rounds, but he it's one shot, and he just shows the fight the whole time. It's just a one shot huh. of the okay. two rounds, and he just knows how to stage it. Yeah. So he can do fight scenes. He can do that action. He sure can. But he can also do those small moments, and I think that's where his indie background comes in, where he's 
he really concentrates on the characters in this. Right. And letting them grow and interact with each other in a human way. Right. Where, which I think can be missing in some of these movies, especially big blockbusters, but the Marvel Universe. I know they have these moments, but this is just full of them. Oh, yeah. You know? And I don't know if there's another movie that's really in the Marvel Universe that's achieved that. Hmm, good that, question. To, to, at least not to this level. Right. I think there's there's some stuff. I mean, there's definitely some movies that I think handle dialogue better, and I think they and story better. Like, I mean, for instance, probably you know, the Captain America Winter Soldier. I think is really good at seeing character growth and and having characterization with Captain America and. Black but again, Widow. that wasn't the first movie, so it we wasn't. already had something more to develop. Right. Absolutely. This was very much a standalone, and it's yeah, it's hard to it's. See, it's very hard to judge these movies one against the other because yeah. some of there are themes, but some of them really stand alone. Absolutely. So those are some things that I definitely like that I can think of off the top of my head. Other things might pop in. What are some things that I'm missing that you may have? Um, well, seen? I mean, we were touching on the big things. I think one more thing I wanted to say just with regard to um, gender the fact that the women, you know, again, often we, we'll see a strong woman here or there, but the, the guards were actually women. The yeah. women were yes. guarding the men. Yeah, they were the warriors. And I loved that. Yeah. I loved it so much. They were so badass. So yeah. I just wanted to throw yeah, that in really there. Yeah, um, In terms of one of the things we talk a lot about with these movies is the humor. Mm-hmm. And there are, you know, one-liners and things. And there were definitely some great one-liners in here, mm-hmm. but they also packed a punch mm-hmm. with having more meaning than just a cheesy yeah. little haha one-liner. Like when Shuri, the, the CIA guy. Well, Ross. Ross. Yeah. I did like his character too. He's great. Martin because, Freeman is great. Well, and he was just, he was kind of just there, you yeah. know, he, he'd be just, all the, you know, they'd be going and doing something really important and he was kind of hanging out, you yeah. know, just baffled by the whole thing. He had no idea what Wakanda was yep, and yep. He, he, he played it really well, I thought. But anyway, when he um, came in and she said, oh, just more broken white boys to fix. <laughs> right. And then when he was getting better and she said, oh, hey, colonizer, how are you doing? I mean, yeah. you know, just so the it's one-liners really were... Very poignant. But the thing that was interesting, too, when she said another white boy to fix, it turns out she's talking about Winter Soldier, because in the end credits, there's Bucky. Yes. So I just wanted to point that out, which I thought was interesting. And I'm sure a lot of people realized that when she said it. But of course, I forgot, because I forget everything. Yeah, I remembered he was there. but it, but I remembered it at the beginning, and then I forgot. So yeah. then when he popped up in the end credits scene, I was so excited. Yeah, it's really cool I to see him so again. so happy to see him. Um, the other line I really liked was early on in the museum scene when uh, Killmonger is in the museum and looking in the British Museum. Oh, yes. And looking at the um, artifacts. Yeah. And he says, I'm going to take this off your hands. I yeah. believe that's what he said to the museum yeah. lady. I'm going to take this off your hands. And she said, these items aren't for sale. And he said, how do you think your ancestors got it? You think they fared, paid a fair price? <laughs> yeah. And again, speaking to, you know, things that we, we go to museums and we look at these things, but how, how were they obtained? Right. And so Absolutely. I just, I loved that these really important lines were also really important lines yeah. and things that we need to be thinking about. The movie just did such a great job with yeah. that. And again, how awesome is the name Killmonger? <laughs> what a great name. I mean, I know it's in the comics. I get that. But it's just when you hear it, it's like, ah, he's known as Killmonger, <laughs> right? How cool is that? Uh, 
the thing that was really great about that, I know I could gush about Michael B. Jordan because I think he's such a wonderful actor, but when he shows the, the scars... And each oh. one represents a kill, and you look and see how many scars he has. It's, well, because he had referred cow. to it earlier, and we only saw some of the scars, yeah. but then when he took off his whole shirt yeah. and you got over looking at his amazing physique, yeah. then you realized, oh my God, look at all yeah. those scars all over his back, all over his front. Right. Yeah. That so, was... so just, yeah, Killmonger, I can't say enough of. Because again, all I ask for is a good villain. That's one of the big things I want. And here he is. Um, and it'll kind of tie into one of the things I didn't like about this movie, okay. but it's not like a real dislike. It's just something. But anyway, I'll get okay. to that in a second. What else? Anything else that you um, liked a lot? I uh, let's see. Well, we talked a little bit about the music. I yeah, mm-hmm. I love I loved the music. The music is fabulous. Well, and it was really interesting because there 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 was one scene. I think it was the initial scene when Killmonger and T'Challa are fighting. I don't actually, it was, it's one of the fight scenes and I don't even remember which one it is, mm-hmm. but they play the sort of superhero sounding music Yeah, and it kind of was jolting to me because that was the first time they had put that in and I was right. so en- enraptured by this movie that I just wasn't even, I sort of forgot it was an MCU movie. Mm-hmm. And so when the superhero music started up, I was like, oh, 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 but oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. This is an MCU, this is a Marvel movie. Okay, <laughs> to okay, fine. Sometimes. Marvel's yeah. like, hey man, that's enough of the hip hop. Uh, let's put in some just weird score. Yeah, <laughs> so. but I mean, but Kendrick Lamar is amazing, yeah, and I, I, the music was fantastic. So I really loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I think we covered. I'm trying to think. We're gushing. We are about gushing. this movie. It's I mean, so... we could sit here and continue to gush for a long, long time. Well, it's so good to see this movie again. Oh, I know. I wanted to ask you. So you had such an amazing experience and you saw it in the theater and it was so significant and different than a lot of experiences you've had. So Mm -hmm. was it kind of hard to watch it on a flat screen in my living room? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there were some things that helped. One, uh, we were eating some delicious butternut squash pizza from Pizza Luce. Yeah, we sure are. That really helps, by the way. We're not, they're not a sponsor of ours. If you want to sponsor us, Pizza Luce, please, by all means. But Really good pizza. That always helps. But And we always record on Mondays and they do Meatless Mondays do meatless so we can Mondays. get a free appetizer. Yeah. So now it's kind of starting to sound like they are a sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we need to Maybe we should approach them. Hmm. And say, hey, hey we... guys, we have like 12 listeners. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah. And some of them probably would eat vegetarian stuff, right? A couple of them live in the Twin Cities. Yeah. So sure. We'll talk to Luce. Okay. So obviously it's not going to be the same experience as being in a theater. None of these are. I mean, the right. theater, there's just something about being right. in there with any movie. But I will say, I still enjoyed the hell out of this. Yeah. And while it's not the same experience because here we are on a, watching on a, a flat screen in a living room, I, I still got lost in it. Yeah. And again, I, I have to remember that how many times I've seen these other MCU movies multiple times. It's weird that I've only seen this one once. Well, because it's, it's so good. Again, it was two years ago. It's two years ago. So. Yeah. I mean, I, and then they probably released another one a week later that you had to go was see. Was it too long after, actually? <laughs> so it was it was such a great experience seeing it. And the other part was I could tell you were enjoying it. Yeah. And I was really happy you were enjoying it. Aww. So and and Jake, yes, son is here. Uh, he enjoyed it as well. Yes, which I really liked. He loved it. So yeah, it was a really good experience. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Good. Well, um, 
Do you want me to tell you what I didn't like about it? I do, it? yeah. Nothing. There's nothing? Actually, I do have one thing. Okay. I only have one thing that even crossed my mind that was a little bit uh, disturbing for me. Yeah. That's a very pretty minor detail. But when Killmonger uh, f- started speaking the native language, yeah. come on, where did he learn that? I mean, he could have learned it any time, but yeah, I get you. He was just, yeah. he was a little boy. His mom was American. I think one thing His they did. His dad died. I just true. didn't see. Yeah. Well, they did the thing that you're right. And I'm wondering if part of it that was maybe why they tied in that he went to MIT and he's just very smart. Maybe somewhere along the line, there was something there. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I, I hear you. Yeah, absolutely. But that's it. I that's don't know. I did not write down a single other thing. So, well, my minor thing was, again, it's a minor pick. It's because how what else can I be in this movie is nitpicky, you know, that's it. Well, you didn't have any complaints at all about uh Thor. Mm-hmm. I don't think Winter Soldier either. I didn't have anything. Uh, but yeah, this one with Killmonger, I just wanted more of Killmonger. I know that sounds weird, but it felt like just physically more scenes with him yeah, or more development of more, his character. More development, even though there was the all there was a nice backstory, it was all there. But I th- what felt like even though the movie's about two hours and fifteen minutes long. I'm sad that he died at the end. Like, I want to see more of him in well, sequels and things. And I just, I don't know. There was something, it wasn't that, it, I mean, I knew that was probably what was going to happen. Well, but okay. But were you sad because you wanted more of him as a villain? Or were you sad? Because I was also sad when he died. Yeah. Because he was a tragic character. Yeah. Because again, we felt very conflicted about yeah. he had some important points. And then you could tell that his cousin, just because he was he's a wonderful, yeah. wonderful man, yeah. that he didn't really want... He, he offered, he said, maybe we can still heal you. Nope. So I'm wondering if that's why you felt maybe sad. Maybe I wanted more of him as a villain, I think. Mm. I, I don't... I could see him being a bad guy all the time because he's very... He's very he believes in his cause absolutely believes in it and so if he didn't die i could see him coming back and messing with black panther in another way one of my problems with loki as a villain first of all he's completely inept right we've talked about this he's not a very good like he's very bad at what he does he's for, he's for, pretty, for a god he's, he's not very bad godly, at it. right yes uh, that was a big problem with loki but there's also the thing that he does he he kind of walks that good bad line a lot yes hey i'm bad no i'm not i'm gonna screw with thor oh no wait i'm with you now right i'm I'm your brother you never know exactly what's gonna happen and so that that doesn't make him a stronger character in my opinion it's just kind of okay that's what loki is where i don't want killmonger to do that i don't want him to walk that good bad line i like the fact that he's a bad guy but he's definitely got a point i love that it's like i totally agree with that holy Mm, cow i don't agree with your methods but yeah okay yeah i see i see what you're saying i would like to see more it's, well, maybe you'll get lucky, and that guy who froze uh, T'Challa will f- somehow freeze him. It's possible because you know what I I noticed they didn't do a burial ceremony for him, they and didn't. I was wondering if they were going to do that because it would have been the right thing to do. It would have been, and it would have sort of avenged not having one for his father. Right. But they didn't do it, so I wondered if that was leaving things open. It could, it could, mm. and so that's just a nitpick. Mm. I think it's. When I like a villain like that, I get sad when they go. It's kind of like with just even the last movie, Kate Blanchett. We're right. probably not going to see Hela again. Right. Hela's awesome. Yes. Right? I mean, Hela's yes. a great was villain. Amazing. So that was a nitpick. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just like Fair Michael enough. B. Jordan a lot. That's all. Uh, so there. So obviously we loved it. 
We did. Okay. We did. Um, so let's talk about it. I don't have my rankings up, but I kind of know where I'm going to put it anyway. So I don't know if okay. you have an idea. Then why don't you go ahead and go first? Because I'm going to just quickly pull up the rankings just so I have them for reference while you're talking. So here's the thing is, I was t- thinking about this in my head is, is, is this the best Marvel movie and is it my favorite Marvel movie? Because I think they can both, they can be different. Like what's the best overall movie compared to my favorite movie? Right. Good this point. is the best Marvel movie. Like mm-hmm. this is the best one. This mm-hmm. is the most well-made. It's the deepest. Mm-hmm. It's got the best characters, the most characterization. Everything about it is it's the best Marvel movie. Now, is it my favorite? So that's the interesting thing. And I would say I know when I made my previous list when before we started this whole thing, I'm pretty sure I didn't have this movie. I, I had it pretty high, but I don't I don't remember how high I had it. Really? Yeah, I don't remember. Well, you would remember if it was your number one. It wasn't number one. Okay. It wasn't number one, but I think it's my number one now. This could change on any day because Winter Soldier just holds a place in my heart that is just, it's always going to be there because I think it's brilliant. It's a brilliant action movie. I think what's putting this ahead of it is this is a good action movie, but it's also just a great story on top of everything else. Right. Um, and I think that's where it might beat Winter Soldier by a little bit, even though I think Winter Soldier's story is also a lot of fun. Okay. And really good. Okay. But I think this is my number one now. Okay. I really do. So it's a it's a soft one. It's num- a soft one. It's a soft one. But it's number one. And you know that you'll have another chance when we do we get that one chance to re-rank everything. We'll be doing that in episode number twenty-four. Right. When we do when we go through right. this. Up, well, I guess everything. I didn't even need to pull this up then because it is a hundred percent my number one. <laughs> I had a feeling it's, it was number one. It's not a soft one. So your number I mean, two is Captain America first Avenger, right? Yes. Okay. So what's the gap? Like, is it one of those where you're like, on any day, you could be like, well, you know what? I kind of like Captain America better. Or is this like, nope, this is for sure my number one. It's not yeah, really that is, close. Yeah, this is for sure. Okay. Well, I think... Oh. No, it's cool like, if it is. Again, I think this is this is such a standout because it, it did so many things as a movie mm-hmm. that are so significant that it just... It rises to the top for that yeah. reason. I mean, I love I love Captain America, and yeah, I, I do love too. you know th- those movies are great. And I again, I think it's going to be really interesting to go back and and sort of resort these as mm-hmm. I'm reflecting on the movies. But yeah. this movie was amazing; it blew me away. So it's something. So, like, I mean, this one's kind of in the stratosphere for you. Like it's just like this is number one. There's a pretty big gap between one well, and two. Well, I mean. That's what I'm saying. It sounds like to me, but I'm not. Why can't sure. you just let it be number one? I think it's great. We're both. <laughs> we both have the same number one movie. <laughs> I would say that if we measured the font size, right. My font size is bigger, and I probably have maybe some some bold or some italics. Sure. I mean, I might even there might be an emoji. Sure. Yours is probably just Comic Sans. One. Well, yeah, because we're. I mean, Comic Sans makes sense for this, doesn't it? Yes. All right. So actually, I thought we were going to go a lot longer on this, but we were just gushing for so long. And yeah. It's great. And we had nothing really negative. So it actually shortened it up a little it's bit. It's true. Okay. So let's talk about what's coming next. Yeah. Well, I actually have, before we talk about you what's coming next, I have a thing. Yes. I do have a thing. And I want to thank uh, my friend Al yes. for this because this was, he, he wrote us a great email and he was, um, he was talking, well, he really wanted to win the mug. Right. That was that was the main purpose. I'm sure. sorry. No, he has a mug. He wanted to win the pint glass. Oh yes. He is now the proud owner of not one but two swag items. It's really easy to win these, you guys. Yeah. It really is. It's not just hard. ask Al. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, but he he went in and he, he basically said he really appreciated how we continue to address representation in mm-hmm. these movies and how it's it's something that is has is glaringly obvious when it's not there and when it is there it just makes the movies better. Uh, and then he went on and he just gave some stats and he said that um, he, he actually sent me a link to all of the directors for all of the movies that mm-hmm. have come out so far and of the 23 movies, uh, three of them only, three movies out of 23 were directed by people who are not white men. It's pretty bad. But in better news, he said the good news of the upcoming eight MCU movies that we know who will be directing them, only two of them are white men. That's pretty so that's great. really good progress, it is. at least. You know, yeah. we can celebrate that. But so I thought that was kind of significant to talk about since that was a big part of this movie was representation and yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be nice. So thanks Al for the that's for those, really great. for pointing out those facts and um I, I'd, I'd like to get a beer with Al. I just wanted to point that out. Oh sure. <laughs> now <laughs> you really, blew him off earlier I in did. the episode. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh, there are some interesting things coming out for Marvel soon. Like the, I mean, the Black Panther two is going to be hopefully out some you know sometime. Right. But there's also uh, uh, Shang Chi is another one, which is a very kind of not well known property, but it's going to be directed mm. and uh, with Asian Asian American actors. Right. So Good. that's gonna be interesting. There's a lot going on, which I respect Marvel for doing that, for recognizing it. Sure. Or maybe it was that Black Panther. They said, "Oh, so this is marketable to other people other than white nerds." Oh, you. I don't know yeah. if that's what it was. You, but yeah. I don't know. But but that's oh, been look, a com- we can make money this way too. But it's been a complaint for a long time. So and the fact that they are addressing it, and the directors or the excuse me the producers have talked about that, saying we need to do a better job, and they are. They're starting well, to do that. And where are we? This came out in 2018. What yeah. was our first year? 2008, I think. So it's a it's a decade. It's a decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it took a while. I have one more thing actually that yeah. I'm thinking of that I don't know if you know the answer to, but do you remember exactly when Stanley died? Oh, like I think two years ago. Right. So he's in this movie. Mm-hmm. When does he stop being in the movies? We'll find out. That's I don't cool. remember honestly. I'll be okay. real. Honest. I really don't remember. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. So, okay. So let's talk about what's coming up. Yes. We have Avengers Infinity Wars. Mm-hmm. So it is another Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And we're starting to get toward the end of this story, like the whole right. phase three. So we're definitely, you know, spoiler, Thanos is coming. Yeah. We've, where's we he that. been? We know that, which was kind of hinted at the end of Thor Ragnarok. We saw Thanos' ship in the end credit scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it was assumed to be Thanos' ship, which I think I just told you, hey, that's Thanos' ship. Here we go. Yeah, um, you're done with me not ever being able to guess no, anything. You're no, just going to go ahead just, and tell me. Yeah, and just, I'll still forget. You'll forget. You probably will. So that's what's coming. Okay. Um, it's basically the first part, first of two Avengers movies. They came out a year apart because there's Avengers Infinity Wars and then Avengers Endgame. So, um, and then there's two movies in between. Mm-hmm. So a lot coming up. Yes. Yes. So are you excited about it? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Some great stuff coming. Uh, I think that's it. Um, yeah. Should we just wrap up? Let's wrap it up. Okay. Um, and just, just go relish in the joy that right? was that movie. So good. Uh, so just a reminder, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, we're probably going to post quite a bit of stuff coming up because uh, we have the 
the stuff with the the music clips yes. from earlier. It's got some other things, um, some Black Panther stuff that'll probably link to because there's a lot of discussion on this movie, probably more than any other. Oh, great! Marvel yeah, movie. please please put those links up. That'll be I good. will. So, but other than that, I think we're done. All right. All right. Well, this has been the MGU. This is Michael, and I'm Gina, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye bye. Bye-bye.